Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast. Cousin Sal here. Yes, we're doing this on a Tuesday night. Nightcap, here we go. Spaghetti, meatballs, fiddling with the knobs, babyface, Joel Solomon, barely awake. Producing this mess and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. We're doing this. We have to go somewhere Wednesday morning, Sheck. We're on, someone's on, has us in a conference or something. I don't know. I don't know, but let me tell you yeah. this though, fellas. Go. This is the, this is the takeaway to try to provide some perspective for you. Max McGee, fifty-six years ago at this at, you know Saturday night, had not even probably headed out of the hotel room in Los Angeles to go. Hold on, on I was just gonna, I was just going to tell the story. <laughs> I don't want to let it. Listen, we live. Our society may as well be moved up to Mount Pius. Okay, but but Max McGee, it's worth it in any Super Bowl week to pay homage to the man who went on a twister on the eve of the first ever Super Bowl mm-hmm. and walked in the next morning to find out. Oh, boy, Dowler's hurt, so I have to start in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and was drunk, and he caught two touchdown passes, both with one hand. I think he's a hero for all of them. Wow. I hail him. I hail you, Max McGee. I'll right. tell you this, Dave. Yeah. I went through it. I was doing the deep dive of Super Bowl history. I think Max McGee was the first uh, Super Bowl MVP snub. Yeah, you're exactly right. You, you, you wow, not, look at uh, you, You're Martin. not wrong, Marty Weiss. You know, we were talking about this. Um, the Rams are currently a four-point favorite. 48-and-a-half is the over-under for Super Bowl LVI. And uh, I was wondering, if people were like, hey, should I put the bet in? Because people like to be smart. Like, no, 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 I like the Bengals, but I'm going to wait for that to get to four-and-a-half. You know, I'm going to wait and wait. It's like, all right, you you have no idea if it's going to four-and-a-half or three-and-a-half. And the final score is going to be 33-14. So likely, you know, either way, <laughs> you're not going to be uh, a smart guy here. But... Is it better, Martin, to bet now or to wait? I would say wait because of COVID, although that doesn't seem like an issue. I would say wait because of the Max McGee's of the uh, league, right? Who else? Eugene Robinson. Who was yeah, the Raider? Eugene Robinson. Barry Robbins. Robbins. Robbins, right. That's right. He had a, a, like a mental breakdown, right? And ended up like in Tijuana. So those yeah. are the reasons to wait. But honestly, I say, I say fire away. There's too many hundreds of props to leave it on your plate for Sunday morning. Right, Martin? I say fire away as well. And I think that the reason of 60-some of these games, mm-hmm. or you know, however many Super Bowls it's been, I can't remember right now. But I'll LVI, I just said LVI. Yeah, I yeah. know, but I don't know how to. I what is LVI? Is, well, they do is, two I know a year. One more than LV, no. <laughs> and I know it's one less than LVII. Yeah, but however uh, many that's been, the fact that you can name out Max McGee, Eugene Robinson, and Barrett Robbins to me says it's not a cause for concern at all. That's right. I, I think so too. And like I said, there's just too much. You, you don't want to. You don't want to wait that long to put it together. Hey, you don't want to wait too long to join our cash or splash challenge. That's extrapoints.com slash arcade. You can find cash or splash. Now, here's how it works. It's 20 props, Super Bowl props. You'll be familiar with most of them. Um, First place, $1,056. Who the hell doesn't want $1,056? But the problem is, if you come in last, you have to drink Harry's brother, Scott, he's an onion farmer in Oswego, New York. You have to drink his bath water. And I posted a picture of him taking a bath, and it is not a pretty sight. I mean, it is. it looks like French onion soup, basically, is what's left in the uh, tub. 
after all. So Shaq, you're, 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 Shaq's about not, to vomit here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not. Well, uh, fortunately, uh, <laughs> just before I vomit, I remember I'm under no requirement by law or otherwise to play this game. Count me out. There's no. Oh, well, you lose your dignity if you I join would never to win. Risk. I would. If you no. join. Uh, it's not worth it. I would right. never, I don't care what the prize is, the booby prize of drinking <laughs> that human filth, human question marks filth is too much of a gamble. I, would, I was uh, I, would, I was driving home from the Kimmel and it's a friggin' terrible drive. It's an hour and 20 minutes to get to my house. And I was furious, but then I was listening to the Megans talk about how disgusting it is. And I'm pounding the steering wheel laughing just like that. I was in a good mood. I still had 40 minutes to go. Martin, God, you, you wouldn't drink it? No, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I just was thinking as as you were going through it, you told Dave he was he was you know look I literally my stomach got upset as you were <laughs> describing all right, Scott's but, bath water. Like drinking what? anybody's bath water in general is not something I'm trying to do, but then you got into oh. the onion farmer bit. And I just thought about it. It's like, like fuck, that is God, that is just Disgusting. Okay. Oh I know God. we can make noises, we could shake our heads, but everybody, every single body has their price. So what's your price, Martin Weiss, to drink just a glass of that water? Oh, it's definitely more than $1,000 y'all are offering. Okay. So how much more? If I can bring there's, you a briefcase. There's a legitimate concern of some sort of uh, severe illness that you're, I mean, you're, you're really what, putting your, yourself yeah. on the line here. All right. right? I, I, everything's a concern. What, give me a number. I mean, I'll try I to meet I, it. Go ahead. I think I'd do it for, uh, I'd do it for 20K. <laughs> okay, all right. Shaq? I mean, I really was thinking $25,000. Wow. Yeah, 2025 right. is about like that's because I, I just mean, understand. I almost yeah. threw up. Last week, I looked in our backyard, <laughs> and at the top of the fence, there was yeah. a not, not just any possum, a giant possum walking on the thing with its grotesque nude tail. I hate and those that, fuckers. And that yeah. was almost enough to make me throw really? up. So well, you can imagine that. drinking. No. Because see, Sal, it's got to be a number that's respectable. You can't just throw out a thousand dollars and even like five thousand dollars. Because you know, back when I was younger, like you know, fifteen, sixteen years, five thousand right. dollars felt like the whole world. I mean, now, that's like a, yeah. that's some bills. You know what I'm saying? I need. To, we're gonna have to figure out something. Yeah, I drank mm -hmm. Scott's brothers. I mean, I drank Scott's bathwater yeah. to pay my student loans off in one day. Right? Yeah, I mean, okay, no one's gonna judge you. Yeah, it's gonna no, be. But you both say twenty thousand dollars. Should. What if I bring you nine grand in a briefcase? I would need 11 more. <laughs> I can't do it. Sometimes the briefcase makes a difference. I'll offer people, hey, I'll, I'll do it for, I'll I'll do it for 20 back. grand. But yeah, what if I give you nine grand in a briefcase right it now? It would be the 911 of bets, that's for sure. But, I but I'll, you know. I could talk I, about this for an hour. I, I just love it. Go ahead. It's Jeff. so gross, grand. but yeah. I, I, well, the thing that's fun about this conversation is I'm yeah. not sure exactly what's on this uh, out of the hat of grotesque options for the loser <laughs> of our staff postseason fantasy tournament oh, right, but if i'm yeah. not mistaken Kappa marty consequences. Yeah. Kappa consequences marty weiss is in line to, to we should to mention that hat. he's 24 points down and i have mixon uh or me and babyface and uh and mikey meatballs representing extra points have mixon and he and tj have <laughs> have uh burrow so you have to he had burrow has to outscore mixon how about I'm you have sorry. to? How about, how about put in the hat? players on Lemon Pepper Parlay. Fantasy football <laughs> is something we leave for you, Joker. I can't uh, wait till TJ has to pick from that hat. And has, no, he's like, oh, what? Yeah. What the hell is this? What is this even? And then has to pick. And then has to pick Scott's nose, or Ooh. maybe, or maybe give a foot massage for a oh, half an hour. Man. Marty Weiss can handle one foot. TJ the other. 
spaghetti, how much? Yeah. How much spaghetti? That? How much to drink it? I mean, I'd be doing it for a very low amount. I need I need money desperately to pay off some stuff. To me, what? Oh yeah, a thousand. <laughs> I mean, a thousand. No, like no problem. I do it. If you said oh. five hundred, and you put five hundred for me, I'd probably just do it. All right, well, I, listen, I, I'm gonna have it shipped out because I could it. an eight yeah. ounce glass. Because like I just look at it as this. He's. I mean, he's. <laughs> he's outside working so he's like it, it, it's just dirt from the ground i probably right. had dirt as a kid it's just like some some bodily sweat it's not like, just the dirt it's, it's his own filth he's like he's but it's just dirt from he's working you think he farm. cleans you think he cleans <laughs> the backyard you. you think he cleans up Look, the caboose real well, that was his what first bath in this. a very long time what i, I could tell is this give it that yeah go if, ahead. if he had something on his skin or whatever something going wrong with him that was like affecting mm-hmm. his body he wouldn't be able to farm onions so <laughs> I know That's that he's right. healthy enough to do it, so therefore nothing I drank would kill me. So it's just dirt and sweat, and I need the money desperately. I'd do it. Babyface, what do you think? First of all, it looked like he had grayscale, like in Game of Thrones. That's Eddie. We saw him in Vegas, and people were like, oh, Harry, I can't believe how did your brother make it here? And he was like, oh, he flew here. And it was like, no, up the steps. How did he <laughs> physically get up the steps? He right, sweats so much, Eddie. I, I'm shocked that you would drink it, Eddie. All right, Eddie's going to drink it. Just leave him alone. He needs. Well, I like that Eddie that. has negotiated against himself from $1,000, which sounds like, <laughs> really? Just $1,000? i am in on that. And then he's like, no, no, $500. Why don't I you think, knock it down to 10 bucks, spaghetti? I think $80 in a briefcase <laughs> and spaghetti's mine. I think uh, there we go. All right. I, I just know two things to be true. One, drinking the glass is better than that Damashek proposing that the massaging of the feet, because then you're locked in oh. for thirty minutes. Because if you thirty like, minutes, like, as I'm sure that Eddie was as Eddie was planning, as he said, I was just <laughs> drink this glass. I mean, eight ounces to the head, just right there. You're done, and all you have to live with is the shame and regret of the last ten seconds of your life. Thirty minutes is a long time to do anything. Meatballs, we'll, we'll move on to the next topic. But in the meantime, Meatballs, just surprise us in the middle of the podcast and uh, and play the video, which you guys have not seen, I don't think. You have that, right? I think you have it. I think it was sent to everyone. I'd Maybe, like to add to yeah, the hat yeah. to the cap of consequences now that yeah. uh, we've talked this out a little bit. Mm-hmm. What about the loser uh, has to post, you know, do it and taking care of his business? Number two, you have to change Scott like he's a baby. You have to, like, <laughs> hey, how about you? You have to clean uh, his whole thing. You have to do the thing. Consequences, Mister. I have nowhere near last place. How about you just relax over there? I signed up. I signed up for the thing in advance. I was never worried for a second. I love it. This is all I ever wanted. Seven touchdowns. It really is. Hey, you know what? We have Andrew Hawkins on in a few minutes. Maybe we'll ask him mm. if he would drink <laughs> Scott's bath water. There's a lot of hazing going went on in the NFL. Right? Wide receiver for the AFC Championship Bengals. He played for the Browns. I think he played for the Rams for a day. We're going to talk to him about that. Like I said, uh, Rams minus four. Over the Bengals, that's the line right now. We're all taking the Bengals, aren't we? This is I my fault. I don't know fault. yet. I'm thinking about it. I'm, no, I'm real, really? I'm thinking, I, listen, I'm allowed to change my pick. I'm not I know you are. Marty this Weiss. I'm allowed, to, I'm allowed to change my pick up until the last second. That's why I hold on to it. Um, and I, You're and allowed, I'm, but you have to drink Scott's bathwater if you do. <laughs> I didn't hear anything about that. There's oh. no there's no such thing written on uh, anywhere on <laughs> FanDuel. Right. I've got I've poured over the site. There's okay. no mention of Scott whatsoever. I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really trying to think about it. And here's why. Mm-hmm. I Kurt Warner, famously of the Rams, you know, but the St. Louis ones um, points out about him. It has to yeah. be it has to matter 
that the Rams are at home. All you ever hear about is home game, home game. And this is so weird that you have the Bengals living the typical Super Bowl week experience and coming out and the pull of like, hey, go, should we go out tonight or should we hide in our in our hotel rooms or whatever? The Rams are living their regular lives. That's got to be But the home, so you're right? saying just just where they are for the week. That's I'm not talking about the matchup at all. I'm just the matchup. The Bengals, the Bengals, home. yeah, but the Bengals might have more fans in the stadium. So that aspect of home, I, I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Be, you might I'm not be even right. kidding. There, there might, but, also, but, but, also, but as far as I'm, being in LA right, for the week, week and a half, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just about to say this the Bengals just got here today. Right. So like the entire Super Bowl experience, I feel like, and plus with the COVID thing, I, I like I know that the NFL quit testing for COVID and stuff like that. But at the end of the yeah. day, people are still trying to be active like yeah. for the game. I, I I don't know how much of a difference it actually I think it might be actually make like a bigger difference to the Rams not leaving the house. Because mm. just in some of the, the athletes I've talked to in the past. Like going on the road allows them to leave all the distractions behind of all the, their kids, their wife, like somebody else is handling all that. They're in the hotel. They're there on a business trip. Whereas here, you're, you know, you're at home and, you know, if you're if your four year old kid gets sick at Saturday mm-hmm. night, you probably got to get up and help him not be sick no more as opposed to. But that's normalcy, isn't it? Game. You're talking about a normal week. This it's such a we like people who have been in pro football for five years. All, like, boy. It's a trip that first time you go to the Super Bowl. Like, it's so, it's such a, it's just different than any other experience. You know, this is not that for the Rams. Well, who cares when they got here? When did they get to Kansas City? Cincinnati got to Kansas City probably Saturday night. And they beat them. They whipped them. Chiefs didn't have a chance. No, but whatever. They they uh, back against the wall. They came back and they won that game. I'm with you. I I go the other way. And people are uh, are, uh, attacking me for this, but... That national championship game, that's as big a stage as it gets for someone. Has Stafford had a game that big? Seriously. I, I think this is great what you're talking about. Thank this you. Is, I, I think this is absolutely people wish to. It's the, the disconnect of like they are super powered human beings and therefore they have different level of confidence that we have. However, they still ultimately are human beings and fans expect players to be impervious to the nerves that fans are feeling. Stafford's Mm got to be somewhat nervous, but you know, I don't think you could be in a, in a tougher spot. Kind of, sort of. It's like at some point down in Tampa three weeks ago, they're like, we're going to be Tom Brady and company. And, and by the way, we're, we're rolling them. It's not even close. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they fumble and turn the ball over a bunch. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, that we're, we're going to blow this game. And in that spot, Stafford throws that dime to Cooper Cup. This imbues me with confidence that he'll rise to the occasion, that it's not too big a spot for him. I still have that visual in my head of him throwing that loft in that Martin that the, the worst dropped interception of all time. And I'm like, I think yeah. we're going to see one or two of those. I know. I know. But when we and we throw Joe cool around, I don't know who's the who's the coolest Joe. Is it Burrow? Like who's the who's the uh, the best Joe cool? Is it Namath? Oh, they throw Joe cool. Generational, I feel like it's yeah. a generational name at this point. Yeah. Right? But just that it's Joe, Joe Cool. I mean, he smokes those cigars. I guarantee he eats them after we're done. Nobody's looking, and then he drinks Scott's bathwater. That guy's got it all. <laughs> That's uh, bad. Len Dawson smoked nails uh, at halftime of Super Bowl one. Yeah, maybe Matt Stafford will chug some Scott Magic <laughs> Juice at the halftime. That we can get him some. 
Uh, I have a- Matt Stafford cannot come out there. We don't know what's going on in the locker room. Trainers and doctors are surrounding him. So he, he, he drank something oh, at wow. halftime. We can't put our finger on exactly what it was. It looked like French onion soup. <laughs> Let's pick an MVP. Um, I know it's boring, but I'm going Burrow plus 230 uh, because – Plus 230 is better than plus 166 if you just take the Bengals. Nine out of 12 Super Bowl MVPs, the last 12 were quarterbacks, nine of them. Um, and I'll take a flyer on Joe Mixon at 40 to 1. Martin, this guy had 13 touchdowns, 1,200 yards. I know their defense has been great, their run defense, the Rams, but this guy, he could still break one for 70 yards, right? If he oh, ends yeah, up with two touchdowns, if the touchdowns come on the ground versus in the air, you know. Mixed 40 to one guy's an all pro. How is he 40 to one? That's stupid. I do think that the Bengals are going to run the ball too. Yeah. Like I think that's going to be a big part of their plans on how, on how to be successful against the Rams is trying Mm -hmm. to make the Rams stop the run. But, uh, you know, it it may be a little boring for Joe Burrow to be your MVP pick now, but if you listen to Friday before the AFC and NFC championship weekend, then you took Joe Burrow at 10 to one. Oh, that's right. Instructed you to do, you are sitting very nicely with your Joe Burrow ticket and thinking about Matthew Stafford potentially as the MVP of this game, just in case the Bengals lose, which they have a good shot to do. I mean, that's a good, uh, that is a good hedge. Um, all right, check. What do you, I, I, I think about, we go through the Super Bowls and like, ah, oh, they gave it to Manning. Ah, oh, they gave it to Brady. And mm-hmm. so many times it maybe should have gone to someone else and they just end up giving it to the quarterback. I mean, I could tick those all off for you, obviously. Yeah, you know, Dominic Rhodes should have gotten it over. Peyton Manning was mm-hmm. ridiculous. You could make a case. Brady goes for 467 against the Falcons in the gigantic rally, but James White catches what, like 12 what balls or something saying. crazy? Yeah. Three, to- three total White touchdowns. Yeah, to you could have done it. Shane Vereen could have gotten it in 49. Anyway, um, I am not ready to make my Super Bowl pick final yet, so it's hard for me to predict who's going to be the MVP. Instead, I've looked at, I like on FanDuel, if you click into the player props under the Super Bowl, you can bet the position All right. of the MVP award. And You're going any other. Yeah. Well, quarterback, no, I, I, I'm going a little more specific. You can go, mm-hmm. you know, it's not obviously QB is minus 300, not going to be worth it there. But Cooper Cup makes a ton of sense to me. And mm-hmm. Odell Beckham makes a ton of sense to me. So plus 300 if you go wide receiver. So I say put something on receiver at plus 300. And then any defensive player plus 870. Mm. Is it insane to think that Aaron Donald has three sacks in this game? And if he does, and if the game isn't some gargantuan score that we look at him and say, well, that was the difference. This is the signature. Oh, this, is a, this is a terrible, terrible That's secret right. you're keeping who you're picking. I like Cup for MVP, Beckham MVP, Aaron Donald for MVP. What do you, you like the Bengals, Shaq? You going Bengals? No, because Matthew Stafford <laughs> is pick prone, as you know. So for all we know, Eli Apple's going to run in a couple. Uh, like right. Larry Brown pick up a couple of balls and then he might be in. Who knows? Maybe it's bad. You know, I, 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 I'm keeping my options open right now. I'm under no requirement once again to make a pick on a Tuesday night. I've got plenty of days. I got to go on some twisters like Max McGee, <laughs> think it through properly, and then I'll, uh, I'll land on my pick for you. Let me ask you this. I'm driving everyone crazy with this, but and Spaghetti and uh, and and Jen Piacenti spoke about this too. And Jen Piacenti, did you hear her bust out the anthem? She put it online there. She put it on Twitter. My God, show off. <laughs> it was as good as I've ever heard. I think, except for maybe Whitney. But um, hundred to one odds for Evan McPherson. What has to happen? 
It's not, it's not impossible. Four field goals or five field goals in a low-scoring game? Four think, field goals and one bomb to win I it? Think it would, no, I think if there's a touchdown scored at all in the game, the, that really? person who scored the touchdown will get the – or at least, if not, then the person who made the most tackles, right? If it's like, 19-10, if it's 19-13, and the Rams put up a stinker offensively like they did in the 13th in the game against the Patriots – if it's 19-10 or 14, he I doesn't think it would win have it? I be 18-13 with six field goals. No, man. I don't I know. Have, Shaq, is that too many? I, they first just of all, wish they were fluid enough with their decision-making. Obviously, they put the guys on the spot. They have to cast their vote real fast. But I wish they were open to the idea of, like, whole offensive line, <laughs> something like that would be fun. Entire defensive mm-hmm. unit or special teams unit. They blocked a punt and they returned mm-hmm. a field goal. Or they And they returned a, a kick return, something like that. But those things won't happen. Um, I thought you were going to say they, they, make them, they put them on the they, spot and they make them pick. And so they really should wait like four they days. Can't, what would have to happen for a <laughs> kicker to get it? And yeah. it's not, not impossible that four. this would happen is that a guy forces overtime with a long kick and then provides the Super Bowl winning okay. field goal in overtime. I think it would have to be something He seems to be doing like that every week. I if he hits six, I, I think if a guy hits six field goals in uh, the six context sure. of a regular game, wouldn't get it. I don't think it would unless it's Oh, a regular game. game. Unless yeah. it's like buzzer be a 53-yarder for the Super Bowl Norwood kind of moment. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be like, yeah, well, over the course of the first three quarters, that guy provided 18 points. Martin, you would just t- take my money here, much like you took uh, Damashek's. I mean, you didn't get it yet, but. For the, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, the yeah. I mean, yeah. Dave said earlier, like, what do I owe you? Like 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever I owe you. Okay. <laughs> whatever I owe you, you're not getting it. You'll yeah, get it by it. Memorial Day. But uh, yeah, no, I just whatever uh, David said earlier, minus 300 is not, no, that's who's going to win the MVP. So I've, that's the bet to make if you're going to bet on the position group. Is, I mean, the chance. All right, that, I'm just I, saying. I do think this, you have a yeah. better shot of defensive player than wide receiver. Because if it's a wide receiver, they'll just give it to the quarterback. Nah, they've had a couple. So. How many? Um, you get so like later. eleven catches out of Cooper Cup. Edelman, Edelman got it right. Yep. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, that with the 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 funny irony, of course, for the Steel Curtain and the rush, uh, the the Steelers are like to run the ball and and all of that. That they have had Lynn Swan, Santonio mm-hmm. Holmes, Heinz Ward, mm-hmm. and uh, who am I forget? Oh, oh, sweet Stalwart. Jesus. Yeah, well, he wasn't the MVP, ironically. Oh. But yeah, wait, who, am I forgetting somebody? Well, anyway, wait, who did you say? Lynn Swan gets yeah. it in ten. In uh, in nine, Franco gets it, and then yeah. in, uh, thirteen and fourteen's Bradshaw, and then in uh, and then in forty three it's Santonio, and in forty it's Heinz Ward, which is weird. Who would think wide receivers three times over for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Right. Are you you think you're missing one? No. No, I'm not missing. You oh, were you the got first it, time you okay. did it, and then you handed them all the second time. I see what happened. Um, well, I, was, I, I can't even remember who the hell I was talking to. I'm I want to tell you this, though. FanDuel's yeah. early bird Marty. Guess what's crazy on FanDuel you can do? Why, you want to get real early? You can already bet your Super Bowl champion for 57. Oh, yeah. L-V-I-I. I love it. And there's some super weirdo numbers out there. The Bengals... At plus 1,900 are the same as the Baltimore Ravens, and mm-hmm. they're both behind plus 1,500 the Niners. Trey Lance is their quarterback. What in the hell? It's very weird, some of these numbers. Give For now. Look. They're fun I to I will take over. a look. Uh, I would, so whoever I was talking about, I said we were talking about the MVPs, and automatically Malcolm Butler should have won the MVP for 
Because it, it, it ends up being in a close game. All right, which highlight are we going to see more than any other in Super Bowl history? James Harrison should have won MVP that year for having the best play of all time in the Super Bowl, no matter what happens in the next 100 years. And Malcolm Butler should have won for the, for the uh, Patriots. That's all. I mean, I, I listen, if you uh, I, I could certainly uh, I could go for four hours talking about MVPs in the Super Bowl debates. I, we, we, we could uh, do that all day. I mean, I thought it was super cool. Like we've talked about before in Super Bowl 12, Harvey Martin and Randy White split the award. Yeah. That's the only time that's ever happened. The, the, everyone must have been guys. in the same room and uh, voted on that. Right. right? Exactly. They wanted to give yeah. it to the whole defense, but they wouldn't let them. So that's right. It's like, is that true? This will make mm-hmm. this will make Shaq too happy if we give it to the whole defense. We can't. Do yeah, that. I, was, I was thinking about as you were saying that like, they'll never do it. And, like, the reason why is because they already set precedent with the the co MVPs. They wanted to give it to like because it was such a dominant defensive performance. Mm-hmm. They said it was hard, too hard to figure one person who deserved the award. Right. Hey, it's TJ. weird. Malcolm oh. Smith got it. How about that? Malcolm Smith got it when the Seahawks finally get over the hump. Yeah. All those years they've been pining for it, and Malcolm Smith was the MVP of that one. That was weird. It is and weird. It, that 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 game was the most bizarre of all. I think. I don't know. It was freezing cold, right? Were you at that one? I was there. It wasn't yeah. freezing. It just wasn't nice weather, and there yeah. was no vibe. There was the no week people. Was people are yeah. making fun, right? Everybody's doing. Oh, LA, so excited for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Better than it was in New York City. I was there, and you wouldn't know that there was a big game coming up. It was just the city is too big right. to put it for for the Super Bowl. Even well, it's to not put in the same state. In. Yeah, right. Yeah, also yeah. true. Right, also true. And and it was over after the first play. Well, I think that was the first play, right? The snap uh, yep. through the end zone, basically. Yep. Yeah. Uh, T.J. Hushmanzada, Martin's partner on lemon pepper parlay good job by him helped an 87 year old Bengals fan get to the super bowl now i will say this if we know tj that 87 year old owes him and he's gonna make <laughs> he, he is not gonna forget no the, what, what do we know about this he, he talked about it with us right yeah so he was gonna about do that a, yeah. i'm gonna get the full breakdown of everything yep. that'll be coming out on tomorrow's lemon pepper parlay but mm-hmm. i called him last week and as i was on the phone with him uh, Tom Brady retired, right? And so he's like, I'm on hold. I'm on the other line with the NFL time? office. The, yeah. uh, this was the Instagram the Instagram retirement, the, the Adam Shepard. His retirement. Jeff Darlington, yeah. Um, uh. So I'm on the phone with him. He's like, I'm on the phone with Park Avenue. I'm trying to get these tickets, right? And then uh. I talked to him later on in the day, but it was like 10 minutes before the Flores thing came out. So it took him a little while to get in contact with some of the people in the higher-ups with the NFL uh, front, uh, front NFL office. They were a little mm. busy uh, handling some fires. But eventually, it's a good thing there's two weeks now between the championship games and the Super Bowl. It gave TJ a little bit of a window to make sure he was able to uh, make that yeah. happen. That's well, like nice. one of those things. That must have been weird, whoever takes that call in New York City or Los Angeles either way. Like, yeah, this is TJ Hushmanzada. Like, yeah, I'm sure it's TJ Hushmanzada. Yeah, calling the NFL offices, click. Like, I'm a, no, it's, it really is me. Can I get some tickets? You know, I, my Bengals are in it. Like, what? But yeah, that must have been a bizarre exchange. Whoever took that call. Yeah, it's going to be a bizarre exchange when they get back. And who's the, the, the make good? The make good for the 87 year old is that person has to drink Scott's water for Hoosh. Ooh, I so, like that. that That's might be smart. Terminal might be. Now terminal. you're thinking, check. <laughs> It might put him down. I don't know. Uh, we talk about legitimate health concerns. Shaq, I know you're, uh, yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Shaq, you, uh, or maybe it's a cure to COVID. Who the hell knows? You are, uh, you're on board with this Brady to the Niners. And Clay Travis is too. And so is Bill Simmons. So I, I just hope you're all wrong. 
Well, I mean, for whatever reason, I guess the the new age fancy QBs have become the this this generation's boxers, the guys who just can't seem to say goodbye. Brett Favre couldn't do it. Now you got uh, Tom Payton held on too long. Next thing you know, Roethlisberger's going to arrive in Tampa Bay to team up with Bruce Arians. <laughs> who knows what's going to be? But yeah, it's. I, but I when mean, could he do this? I mean, he can't do it in. July. I mean, he could do it. There's a, he could do whatever he wants, but the Niners need answers. These teams need answers by March and April, right? We knew in April that Rodgers wasn't going to the – we kind of knew he wasn't going to Denver. Don't, don't, don't the teams have July. to make decisions? July. Oh, let's see. That's no, no, late. no. I'm saying too late for it to probably for it right. to be July. I don't know, though, man, because – Think about if you go back through it, you may, might be surprised to see the late date at which big name free agents just hang around, even during training camp. Like they'll they'll go three weeks into training camp and then sign with a team. But a quarterback, yeah. though, it's so different. And it's not a, a guy you'd be start, you'd be signing him to be your starter. Right. Like it's not sure. Just a camp body, obviously. Hey, you got a lot of work to do, Tom, to catch up to Trey Lance. You better put in a good week and a half here. You're going to be sitting behind the kid. That's obviously not going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Probably you're right. You would need to know somewhere around the draft. But Well, I guess Shanahan's not drafting a quarterback, right? Either exactly. Way, That's what I was going to say. So if you, purge, yeah. if you purge Jimmy G, which they presumably are going to do in advance mm. of the draft, then that would be pretty much the runway Brady would need. And it's Tom Brady. It's not even... Matthew Stafford or like a Carson Wentz type of gamble would be Tom Brady. So you would buy, you know, under almost any condition, you'd be like, he wants to play for us one more year. All right, come on. So the scenario is Brady says to the Niners and no one else knows about this. All right, I'm 50 50 about coming back. But if I do, I want to go to you guys. Uh, and they're like, well, what are we supposed to do? So Shanahan says, all right, goodbye, Jimmy G. Go to Tampa or Pittsburgh or wherever. We're letting him go. We're keeping Trey Lance and we're signing like Cam Newton. Right. Like something like that. Right. And, and then with just everything else being up in the air and then you're not really screwed the rest of the way. But better if Brady commits. I mean, but none of this is happening because Brady already committed. He committed to Giselle. <laughs> that's true. He committed to that's Giselle true. last week. And unless like that's the material change that has to occur. All the quarterbacks that Dave just ran down, they stayed too long. Well, Tom Brady didn't like Tom Brady. led the NFL and like was what? Second in touchdowns or first in touchdowns, whatever uh -huh. he was, he was playing at a very high level. And still, like, there was if, – if Tom Brady was 27 with the same, like, mobility, nobody would question whether or not he'd be playing next year. Whereas Ben well, Roethlisberger, yeah. you'd be like, I don't know about that. When Peyton Manning was on the oh. go, I don't know about that. But it's two different things, right? It's, all right, Brady retired and then got sick of being retired and wanted to play again, which is really kind of stupid. If it just takes two months for him to realize it's not it's like, <laughs> taking uh, a week. Yeah. You, but, did you right. hear the actual did you hear the oh, conversation yeah. with Jim Gray? Yeah. I mean, he really if you're like, ah, he's just talking, whatever. And then you listen to it. You really mm -hmm. do come away with the idea that it's it, it's absolutely plausible. He'd be like, what am I doing? I, come on. I, if I if I miss <laughs> this year, then it's too late. But I, you know what? I'm still ready to roll here. I know I got some juice left in the tank. And the other side of Marty's coin is exactly that. Peyton Manning was like, hey, 18, you and everybody else under the sun knows you were a passenger with the with the, mm. the no fly zone and that Broncos title. Roethlisberger, you know, you couldn't move in the, the second half of the season. You it was time for you to go. Tom Brady's like, I could have been the MVP. Why do I have to leave? I'm ready to go. Well, but first of all, he could have embarrassed Schefter, which it seems like he wanted to do. And where 
Well, he didn't really. He just he called it out on his own. But Schefter's like, oh, phew, I got it right. Uh, you can say what you want about me. I got the story right. What's more likely is he didn't want to play for Tampa anymore and wanted to go to another team. But then couldn't he just do that? Or is, is that, or he has to retire to do that? I mean, he had always signed a two-year deal. Like, and if it's yeah. Tom Brady, apparently, you know what I'm saying? And I wonder, there was, I think it's a lot of revisionist history because everybody says, like, it's Tom Brady and go wherever he wants. But that whole summer, there was only reported that it was two offers, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, in the Flores lawsuit, apparently he was the quarterback that was walking down the, down the so you can call it three, right? But in any event, it wasn't like half the NFL was cutting their quarterbacks to sign Tom Brady. But all, mm-hmm. I really feel like wherever he was going, he would have been able to, if Tom Brady wanted to play again, he'd be playing again. But it's about his, I think it's really about his family situation and his wife and the fact that, like, he was doing the same thing for so long in New England. And, like, it, was, it wasn't always great, but it wasn't always, like, there was nobody taking their clothes off on the sideline and doing jumping jacks in, in the, in the, uh, in the mm-hmm. end zone in New England, right? And if there was, they was only doing it during the week, not during game day. Because you never heard about it. I think right. that has more to do with it than anything, the idea that he just went into this whole different environment, got the chip, and he's like, all right, now what? Like, and, and Giselle is also like, yo, now what, Tom? I'm sick of this shit. Come, well, I but I don't think, but here, but, but the thing I would say about that is, you know, it seemed, uh, the, the credit that I keep giving him is about this the last couple of years, it was insane in the moment. He's going where? To Tampa Bay? <laughs> he's leaving, what, to, to, why would he do, of all yeah. the places you could go, and he did it, and he, you know, he picked the spot. He, he, I like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and I like some pieces there, and the defense is really good, and I can really make this go, and I'll lure Gronk to come down, and we'll be all set. And he conquered that, and he really stuck it to to Belichick, which it seems like he was intent on doing on some level, mm-hmm. um, and showing them what he could do if you, if you gave him some high-end receivers. Now, though, at the same time, though, he's also talking to the Niners and saying, you're sticking with that guy, with Jimmy G, who's his pal and all that. It's at some point it's fantasy camp for Brady. If it, it's not about conquering anything, maybe it's like, you know what? One more year for my. Uh, I I was at the catch game, which by the way, when I hear that Tom Brady was at the catch it's game with, with Joe Montana, it's crazy. It is the closest thing I can think of is, and the coolest is, um, that Jimmy Kimmel was once at a David Letterman, a mm-hmm. late night with David Letterman taping where Jay Leno where Jay Leno was the uh was the guest which is pretty cool you had three late night hosts in one spot also Mm -hmm. Mario Lemieux was there when I think Guy LaFleur scored his uh 500th goal a uh a a pre uh, a prepubescent Mario Lemieux would outstrip his leg his idol he would grow up to be greater than his own idol which is a lot of fun there's a lot of there's a lot of good yeah I I I don't know about Brady I I just I'm not sure if I'm ready for four months of this or six months of this or nine months of this. Jesus Christ. That's what and that's what and with Aaron Rodgers, it's like, oh, these guys aren't playing anymore, but no, but but they'll they're they'll haunt you forever with their But he's so measured, right? He doesn't do anything like what I mean, aside from getting drunk on the boat after they won the Super Bowl, how many times does Tom Brady do something that yeah. That he has to take back, or well, I mean some of the cheating stuff, the deflate gate and all that stuff. He did throw that, his phone out. Yeah. 
right back right but but right he seems very calculated and so on his own podcast that he does with jim gray jim mm. gray's gonna ask him a question and be like well i got jammed up i didn't expect that question no, Jim." Yeah, he and i said that oh i wish i could have that all back like he knows what he's doing i'm not saying he's he, you know he's playing 4d chess but you know if you hear the interview you kind of hear him thinking like i don't know where i'm gonna be and i don't know what life's gonna be what challenge is gonna present itself and all that guy they're like if they call you and they say, man, Trey Lance just ain't ready, man, but we're, this team's ready to roll, we can absolutely, with Russ now on the Giants, that team's not going anywhere this year, and Aaron Rodgers is in Denver, it's Dak Prescott's Cowboys and you. That's uh, and Matthew Stafford, who's maybe the reigning Super Bowl champ. The, the path is a lot clearer on the NFC side. Come to the Niners. Let's do this mm-hmm. thing. Let's stick it to Stafford and, the, and uh, get your – because that's the other thing, too, that you feel from Brady sometimes is, like, he gets super bitter about – remember the him jawing last year with, uh, with the Honey Badger? He's super competitive. And I, for all we know, maybe if Stafford hoists the Lombardi, that will spur him. And he'll say, I'm going to stick it to Stafford who beat me in the play. I, if I would have had one, if I would have had 10 more minutes, I would have taken that Rams team down. And now I'm going to play him twice this year. And, well, and, and he's also, what he's not competitive is salary structure, right? He's, he's not, he's never like, I need to make more of that guy. He will forfeit his entire salary or, or take well, the league. Part of the reason he's able to forfeit his minimum. entire salary is because his wife is a billionaire. And all the scenarios, scenarios you're all laying yeah. out, his wife, billionaire, is going to leave him, so he's not going to be able to just take whatever money he wants because he's the reason he's not playing football right now. Ah, he's going to leave him. All of that. For right. five months, she's going to leave him over five months if he's like, okay, listen, she Giselle. She said, I put up with I know, I said, 10 years. I'm, I'm sick of it, Tommy. I want Tommy. I want my husband in the bed with me when I'm not traveling the world being an international supermodel. I want you to be here. Everybody else got a house husband but me, Tom. You're old. Oh, Giselle. Giselle, San Francisco is the most uh, continental of all of our American cities. You're going to love it up there. Beautiful architecture. You're going you're gonna to dig it. Let's go there for five months. That's what I can't gonna, believe. No, I can we'll, see. What are we doing? We just spent it. 10 minutes on this. We have plenty of stick right. about I do want to talk about Josh McDaniel <laughs> because it came up right before. Well, not right before, but this call to Tua. This is unbelievable. Uh, me, spaghetti meatballs. Th- throw this in. Add Mike this into McDaniel. The podcast. Not, Mike yeah, McDaniel. We gotta, Sorry. We got to get our McDaniels straight here. Oh, man. Here. There's a McDaniel and McDaniels. Yeah. It's Mike McDaniel. And uh, I, I mentioned that he, he reminds me of a Nick Kroll character. Uh, when he's doing this, but <laughs> play this, uh, play this for a spaghetti. There he is, man. I just had to get on with you real quick. Um, we're going to have an extensive professional relationship, my man. One thing I know about you is you have the am- ambition to be great. My job is to coach you to get all that greatness out of you. And it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be work, but I know you're not afraid of that. So, um, this is, this is an awesome day for me, um, and I'm damn sure going to make sure that when you look back on this day, you're going to be like, damn, that was one of the best days of my career, too. Okay? But I'll earn that from you. You got me? No, since you can't hear him, he's, there's a camera on us right now. Since you can't hear him, he's, he's telling me how excited he is and uh, that there's no other coach you'd rather play for in the entire world, which I thought was nice since it, this is the first time I've really talked to him. <laughs> I'm elated, bro. It is it is an unbelievable opportunity for me that I do not plan on wasting in the slightest. You can, I promise you that. Um, I'm all in. You're going to get the best um, out of me that you could possibly get. There's there's only one way to do anything great. So 
um, and there's no shortcuts. But let's go do something that's worth doing. It's on, bro. If you don't have eye black at home, you better go get some eye black because we're going. It'll be outstanding, dude. I, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for myself. Um, and I think the Dolphins fans should be happy as well. What the hell? Now, they showed two on the other end for a brief second, right? But it's basically like, hey, well, first of all, he calls that. He's like, hey, someone record me doing this. I'm going to give uh, Tua a pep talk. And he sounds like he's drunk and he looks like an imbecile. And he just has not measured his words at all. What was going on there? Did you see this, Martin? I did. I watched the whole thing. And my favorite part about it was when, because I, I, I do kind of feel like the social media team is trying to do anything here. Because it's like we have to put some positive stuff out about this. Coach. Right. Between everybody questioning multiracial, really? And then the whole smoke with the lawsuit. They're like, can we please get somebody to just like, like a heart, like something, just a positive win <laughs> on Twitter, right? Somebody's mm-hmm. going to like it and not say anything. So I, I I don't know how much he was like acting for the camera, much less like they were recording everything this man was doing and he was trying to get anything positive for the Miami coaching. I mean, he does situation. mention it at one point. He's like, we got our social media team shooting it, right? Doesn't he say something well, like I, that? Like, yeah, because I think hyper aware the, my of favorite it. part about it was that it showed Tua on screen yeah. Just to make sure that he was really there, right? Like, it's like the yeah. whole time it's just McDaniel talking to his phone. He gave me the vibe of some of the guys I used to go to college with who were like, you couldn't tell really if they were really, really smart or if they would be failing out next semester because right, they right, were like right. really, really fucked up all the time. Right. But right? sure of himself, too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, oh, yeah. it's definitely all the confidence in the world. But I do. Yeah. After seeing that in some of his press conferences, I'm, I am more interested to hear what he's going to say because I think he could be one of those type of uh, like uh, coaches that we either laugh at or, you know, he'll be a coach that we talk about the same way that we talk about Dan Campbell. I think it's going to be both. I think it's right. We're going to laugh at him and he could be uh, effective and maybe uh, went over the locker room. But Tua, I have to think at some point is like, hey, does that transfer portal apply to me anymore? I know I'm in the pros, but but what what is that called now? What could I do? Maybe Lovey Smith and the Texans wouldn't have been that bad if I had wound up going over there. Maybe I still will. Maybe they'll make the trade for Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny when you mentioned Dan Campbell too. It's funny that two human beings who present as so different physically and otherwise have mm-hmm. the exact same job in the world. That's uh, yeah. I, I want to figure out what career has the biggest range in the people who fill that position. But um, the um, yeah, he's he's a nerd. He's a, I mean, he comes off like Mark Tressman of the Bears, if you remember him without right. the ball cap on. That's how, what he looks like. That's what he sounds like. He sounds mm-hmm. nerdy and. Um, it, it, it it's uh, a, a very it feels like they hired an analytics guy right doesn't it feel like somebody who writes for a website yeah, a little and, bit and, and and ties everything all right he's not full of charisma but he makes up for it by being able to work those fancy high-end numbers i, I guess I, so i just never want to hear about how eric b enemy is failing at these <laughs> interviews i mean i've seen it enough <laughs> of these so <laughs> weirdos like right uh, between the dan campbells and between mcdan i don't know there's just so many uh they can't and these interviews are supposed to go like six to eight hours right they're supposed to go yeah. all day and you follow the owner and you kiss his ass when you see his bentley but then at some point you have to sit and talk football and uh i don't know it's working for some of these guys it's interesting um hey let's take a quick break and bring our pal andrew hawkins on (laughs) 
All right, our guest today spent his entire NFL career in the state of Ohio, first with the Bengals and then with the Browns. Well, there's a caveat to that, but he really should have his own chili special named after him at Skyline. NFL Network analyst and our pal, Andrew Hawkins. What's happening, Hawk? Not too much, man. Appreciate you having me, man. By the way, I realized I did that intro and I realized you played one game. Oh, I'm sorry. One day with the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah technically, I was I was in a, I was in a, a, a Rams practice jersey for one day. And I had about, I think, 16 days with the Patriots before I retired. So technically, wow. you know, Super Bowls are nothing new to the teams I played for. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've so got, there's a chance, there's a chance when you make the Hall of Fame, you'll go in with the Rams bust, right? Yeah, there's, there's a big a bit, a big debate about it. We're not quite <laughs> sure where I'm going to lean. So we'll figure it out when the time comes. Okay, good, good. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, you began your career with the Bengals. It really is a tale of two different franchises, right? This game, Rams, massive billion-dollar facility. Bengals, not so much. Uh, yeah. What have you heard? How, since, how can you explain uh, how Cincinnati's different from the other deep-pocketed franchises around the league? You know what? I always explain it like I, I feel like a lot of ownership groups have made their money elsewhere and then come into football, right? Mm-hmm. The Brown family has made their money in football. This is their family business, and it, it's it's kind of run that way, um, you know, and they just of, of the, the notion that eventually our time will come. And it's hard to argue because here we are, and none of us expected it. And their time has, has finally come. I grew up a Bengals fan because my brother was drafted there in 1998. And so at the, the moment I started really getting into NFL football, you know, in the heart of Steeler country, whereas my whole family are Steelers fans. Right. Uh, here I was, the young guy, like, I like the Bengals better. And so I kind of continued that and eventually played for them. And, yeah, they do things differently, man. I mean, you talk about, you know, saving money. There's not many places that do it uh, to, to the likes of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Uh-oh, Shaq, that's blasphemous, right? All his brothers, his whole family is Steelers fans, and he, <laughs> he goes against the grain. He made his bed, and he's been laying in it for a long time, and he'll continue <laughs> to. But, Hawk, what can we learn from the Bengals in the copycat league here? What can the other, I don't know, 30-ish franchises glean from this Bengals? I mean, it, it's funny how we move on from – Everybody's in the predictive business and mm-hmm. uh, and and zero point zero percent of all expert predictors foresaw the Bengals playing in this Super Bowl. Zero what, point zero. What can we learn on the other side of the Super Bowl for the other franchises to uh, to apply to their team? Yeah, I mean, if you can uh, draft Joe Burrow, or maybe <laughs> put a time machine to go back and get Joe Burrow, that would probably be the the biggest point of emphasis and advice that I could give you. I think Joe Burrow is just special, man. If you look at all the Super Bowls, you know, once every 20 years, you can get a game manager in there if you build a, a juggernaut team around them. And, you know, I won't call him a game ma- manager, but I'll say an above average, but that happens from time to time with, you know, with your Shin Dilfers or your uh, your Joe Flacco's, no disrespect. And, you know, the, the jury is still out where I'm putting Matt Stafford. Um, mm-hmm. Or the other option is to get a Hall of Fame quarterback. And then you have a really, really good chance of going to and winning the Super Bowl. Whew, um, I'm glad you said no disrespect about yeah. Flex, because <laughs> otherwise he would hear about it and be Exactly. Then it would be a, a big thing. But now, because of that, we're all good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Joe Burrow, I, I think, is the latter. I think that he's going to put together a Hall of Fame career. I feel like even last year, they won four games. But if you watch Joe Burrow and you didn't come away from any game you've seen him play being like, oh, shit, that guy's pretty good then you don't know anything about football. Um, 
And I think it's only continued. I haven't met very many people who dislike Joe Burrow. I actually have never heard one person say they dislike him. Mm-hmm. And I think he honestly might be the most likable player in the NFL for a lot of reasons. Yeah. So, you know, you say the secret is, you know, draft a Hall of Fame quarterback, draft the first round mm-hmm. quarterback. Well, the Detroit Lions did that. And it was just, you know, it's the other guy starting for the Rams this year, with Matthew Stafford, <laughs> when they drafted a first yeah. a quarterback with the first overall pick, or at least attempted to try to do that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like, Joe Burrow, you watch him play, there's no denying, like, yo, he's got it. But he's not super fast, you know what I'm saying? He's not, like, what is it about him, like, from a football perspective that, so guys like us who weren't in huddles, like, when you look at all his measurables or whatever, it doesn't necessarily, like, stack up. But then when you watch him play, it's like, no, I'd rather have this guy than a lot of other guys on the field, no matter hands down. What is it, like, as a player that that Burrow can bring to the table? I think it's I think it's a couple of things, man. I think just from if we really break down how even the mind of I think NFL players work, you know, we talk about the it factor, um, and that is a thing. Joe Burrow, the first thing I thought when I met Joe Burrow, I interviewed him at the combine, and I interviewed him, and I interviewed you know Justin Herbert, who was a little on the you know what I realize now is probably socially awkward side, but at the time it kind of it came across like oh this guy is. You know, he doesn't want to talk. He's kind of like, you know, he's very quiet. If you don't know how he is personality-wise, and, and nobody did at the time, right? don't really know what to expect of it. But then you meet Earl, and he's not super, He's not campaigning for himself. He's not trying to be cool. He's not trying to show confidence. But it just, it, it just radiates off the dude, man. Like, you could just tell he genuinely thinks he's as good as you do, right? Like, he knows that about himself. Very self-deprecating. Nothing got to him. You make jokes. He didn't take any kind of way. You could just see. And I remember talking with the Bengals coach right after having that interview. Did, he, did you interview Joe Burrow? It was before they drafted him. I'm like, players are going to fucking love him. Mm. And he's like, right. And he just lights up because you could tell he knew the same thing. And so that confidence can be taught. I think that's instilled in somebody early on. This is a person, right? In life, we all have our insecurities. That kind of confidence is rare. I think he has that. That's one thing. Number two is he does have ability. Like his ability to throw the football, his accuracy is top notch from those perspectives. He's not Lamar Jackson fast or anything, right? But he does have the tangible to to also match up to that. And I think the third thing is um, him coming from the game of football. His father played played football, and a lot of people's fathers played football or sports. And honestly, if you probably did a poll, you'll probably see in the NFL. If I was to guess, I'd say probably forty percent have either cousin, brother, uncle, dad, grandfather, who also played probably at the Division One or NFL level. Um, and, and that's just kind of genetics. But what that does is in real estate, you know, real estate tycoons, kids are probably really good at real estate because mm-hmm. they're hearing it at a young age. They're thinking beyond what the typical normal thing is. And I think for Joe Burrow's dad being a player and a coach specifically, that combination that he just understands football. You can see it in the way he plays. Coaches make adjustments, but he also makes adjustments as players. Like, his offensive line is not great, but you'll see in a game, he'll start to roll out of the pocket or he'll start to get rid of the football just by himself because he knows and has seen now what a defense is doing, his ability to adjust because he understands football so well, and I think it plays into the confidence. And he's just a, the kind of a perfect equation for what the Bengals needed, and that's why they're in the position they're in. Yeah, you talk about fathers and uncles and, you know, familial relationships. You there's a nice moment on Twitter, you and your son. Now, you had promised him if the Browns or Bengals ever make the Super Bowl that you're going and it's going to be both of your first Super Bowl to attend. Now, my question for you is um, 
why haven't you left yet? You have to beat this traffic. And are his teachers cool with taking him out of school for three days this week so that you can beat that traffic? Two part. Number one, he's homeschooled. So my okay. wife is his teacher. She's good with it. Um, <laughs> number two, I live in Los Angeles. So we're already here. We beat the traffic. We're here. Um, <laughs> did? We're here. So we're good. Um, and number three, I've given him the option. I don't know if he's going to go. We're going oh. to decide soon because we've been in a pandemic. Like I said, we're living in Los Angeles. All our family is across the country. Um, mm-hmm. And it's his 10th birthday on February 15th. And so I'm like, well, look, we could spend X amount of thousands of dollars to fly everyone out here, or you can go to the Super Bowl. What would you pick? And he said, easy, family. He said, they have Joe Burrow. They'll be back to the Super Bowl again. Trust me. I'm like, wow, you're playing with fire, kid. But we're we're going (laughs) to we're going to we're going to decide how how we're going to spend this crazy amounts of money that it's going to cost old dad. He may resent the family if you don't get back. Right. I mean, uh, I hope this doesn't backfire. (laughs) It's not my problem, man. It'll be his. Shaq, speaking of the the um, pandemic, we went out. We took Hawk out to lunch, although I don't think right. he ate, right? We took him out to lunch. I think it was – you said it was your first outing probably about June. I don't know. Yeah. All the crazy shit went down in March. It was probably June. We were all uh, like in – where were we, in Larchmont wearing masks outside? And yeah. now looking back at that, it so sound, it seems so silly. Oh, no, wait. We haven't – we're still doing the same thing. Yeah, we but, are yeah, still no. doing that. Oh, okay, yeah. Answer for family, though, your family, Joe. Thomas specifically, he uh, he went at or didn't go at um, Ryan Clark, but Ryan Clark made a uh, a punchy statement early in Super Bowl week saying that uh, Russell Wilson isn't that guy on right. some level, isn't the the franchise QB, isn't an all time great. I guess is yeah, how yeah. I put it. Do you counsel any of these teams out there, the the team you turned your back on, the Steelers, your former Browns, whichever, <laughs> in need of a QB potentially? Do you go after Russell Wilson? Do you go after Aaron Rodgers? Or are you a draft guy, to your point about Joe Burrow? Um, all right. So first off, when you said at, with your, with your, with your yin's accent, I wasn't sure if you were saying out or at. So I had to <laughs> wait to the end of it to see where we were going. Yeah, yeah dude, not, I don't yeah. know why you like them brownies and why we're for the bungles. The Dude, the bungles ain't nothing compared to Pittsburgh Sears. Hey, good luck in the Super Bowl, Yens, because if you win one, then you only got five more to go to catch us. Exactly. I think uh, I think old Ryan Clark been, been been out there in Pittsburgh too long because he thinks that Russell Wilson ain't the guy. He's the guy, all right. He's next up in line. No, but I think Russell Wilson is legit, man. I think he is like – I think Ryan is wrong. Ryan is my guy. Love him, brother, big brother. Uh, but I think he could be more wrong. I think hmm. I think Russell Wilson is the guy. I think if he if your team has the ability to get Russell Wilson, it doesn't matter who it is. It's it's almost an immediate upgrade. There's not very many teams where I wouldn't take Russell Wilson over who they have currently, uh, even though it doesn't seem like it matches up. I think the standard of success. If you're looking at a Tom Brady, everybody pales in comparison to that. But Russell Wilson is consistent. He has been good for a very, very long time under a lot of circumstances. You haven't really seen him have a really super down, just terrible year. And I think that's rare. I think he's like top five all time and 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 QBR or whatever. That, that That's not easy. I, I played for Cleveland. Joe played for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're more quarterbacks on – we're more experts on quarterbacks <laughs> than Ryan Clark is, right? I mean, he's, he's spoiled. You have Big Ben. Big Ben was pretty good. All right? So, yeah, I get it. But, no, Russell Wilson is the man. <laughs> so – 
quarterbacks get all the attention, obviously, in this game. You got two, you know, number one overall picks. But you have Jamar Chase, you have Cooper Cup, you have Odell Beckham, and then, you know, Boyd and Higgins for the Bengals. You played wide receiver. Is it a key that you have to have an elite-level wide receiver to contend for a Super Bowl? Because... <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need an elite-level wide receiver. I think you need... Um, I think you you need variety. You need a couple of pretty good wide receivers um, mm-hmm. because you have to have the ability to to go elsewhere when they take an option away. And I think that's what makes the, the Bengals special is you can't take Jamar Chase away because they have another number one receiver on the other side. And Tyler Boyd was the leading receiver for this franchise for a number of years. And Uzama comes over to tight end. So if you have a quarterback like Joe and you give him all these options, there's always an answer to the test. And I actually don't subscribe to the notion that you need this you know, top one or two receivers to make it happen. They're helpful if you can get another guy on the other side. But, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it a million times. Like, very rarely is the guy who's the highest paid receiver in football, uh, you know, walked away with a, a Lombardi trophy. Right. You need the Cooper Cup, who is amazing yeah. and a beast. To your point, he's had... Marty was trying to do a gotcha, got check there, but, uh, but Hawk... <laughs> no, I wanted to, ask, I wanted to ask the opinion of a man who's who's laced them up, been on the field, <laughs> caught passes, done touchdown dances. QB, obviously, left tackle, shut down corner, edge rusher. Uh, actual, not a has-been, a, a, a is doing right now. Are you still <laughs> do very well? How about that? I'll be a has-been. I'm, I'm not going to shout no, out. No, I was calling Dave the has-been. <laughs> We're all has-been. We're all has-been. was. How about that? Listen, Hawk, Hawk has to leave, but I want his prediction. Who is going to win men's downhill slalom? You like the Norwegian kit? No. Super Bowl. <laughs> what are you going with? I like I like Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. I got them winning 31 to 28, and the Rams come out hot early on. And I think in typical Bengals fashion, they adjust, and they make a late, a late game surge and end up winning 31 to 28 on the Evan McPherson uh, game-winning field goal kick. Why not, right? Oh, high scoring. Okay, so the uh, Bengals and the over. I like that, Hawk. All right, well, thanks for joining us. And uh, how was it uh, sitting next to Benetta for a year? She doesn't bathe. Not a lot of people know that. But yeah, no, it was it? weird. Yeah. Um, it was good we had masks on because I couldn't smell her as much as <laughs> good. Okay. Did, But she's amazing, man. I mean, I, I don't know if I've had more fun on a show than I've had with uh, sitting next to Rachel because she is truly hilarious. That's great. All right. Now, Hawk, I got to say real quick, thanks for wearing a hat today because when we were both patrolling the halls of NFL Network, we had the coldest waves out. And hey. I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. And I'm not there yet. So I appreciate <laughs> you not blowing me out of the water on my own show. Thank yeah, you I'm, so much. I'm 35 now. And so the, my, my density isn't quite what it used to be. Um, so now you're going to see your boy in a lot more hats than I, than I typically do. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll hold it down. Let me get back right. I'm going to be right for Sunday. You know, big game, big waves. I'll be ready. All right. Good let's time. start a, a GoFundMe, get Hawks Dignity back if we can. <laughs> Andrew Hawkins, NFL Network analyst. Follow him on Twitter, at Hawk. Uh, comprehensive Super Bowl 56 coverage all week long. Thanks for joining us, Hawk. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, brother. All right. Hey, guys, FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. To celebrate, new customers can bet $5 to win 280 in cash on either team to win when you use promo code extra points while registering. Shaq, so you could maybe open two accounts because you're torn right now four days before the Super Bowl. Bet five. Don't worry, I'll nail it when it's time. When it's go time, I'll be ready to roll. I'm just figuring it out right now. 
I'm uh, processing. I told you. Boop, 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 boop. Answer. <laughs> oh, I didn't when, see it, that. when I have to give you the answer. I don't have to right now. Cold, hard cash. Is that what you get? $280. That's what you have uh, because that's always better than free bets. Promotions for new and existing customers. Got same game parlays when you combine small bets for bigger wins, tons of Super Bowl props, and more. Don't miss your chance to turn $5 into 280 cash. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use promo code Extra Points to make every moment more this Super Bowl. Again, promo code Extra Points exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, let's give a free pick now. Wednesday, it's Tuesday night. We look ahead. Wednesday, I have the Miami Hurricanes college basketball team minus nine over Georgia Tech. The Canes won by eleven over Tech a little over a week ago. Now they're home, and uh, well, Jim Laranaga they lost two in a row. And his staff, this is what they did, Martin. Yeah. Instead of being pissed off, he ended the training session with a game of indoor baseball using a beach ball. I like shit like that. I don't know if it matters, but Miami is 9-3 and three at home in ACC games, 5-2 and two, um, overall in ACC games. Georgia Tech only 7-13-1 against the number. Cameron McGusty leads the cane, scores 22 tonight. He averages 17.5. Miami, 74 Yellow Jackets, 60. Martin, what's your play today? Uh, normally, I would try to pick an NBA play, but seeing as there's mm-hmm. only one line, and I'm not, I'm not telling anybody to do anything with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, I, I, got, <laughs> I got nothing there. I'm going with pretty random college basketball. Jacksonville State versus Stetson going under. Right now, it. it is at 137. It'll probably go all the way down to like 132. So hopefully if you can get it before then. I like it down like 136. But the Stetson is uh, under. They're, they're three of their last five have gone to the under. And mm-hmm. both of these teams are just abjectly terrible at basketball. Which, is, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, they're there to get an education. Like, these are sport. the guys who are going pro in something other than sports right here. College basketball. I love these unders because you don't have to watch the game and they still all right <laughs> oh that's a degenerate special stats it under. really is it really yeah. it really is it's, it's it, most of the time Marty, see, that's though. the thing but like this is tuesday night you ever watch tomorrow that. right you gotta be thinking mm-hmm. like tuesday night but by, by, by monday morning or by wednesday morning by like 9 30 i've gotten all these g-gens out and one i actually feel proud enough to say out loud but yeah, I like you know what? I ultimately like it because what I don't <laughs> like is when two bum teams play in any sport trying to figure out who's going to suck worse on that given day. I think it's fun as a viewing experience instead of betting the over, which you generally should do just for fun's sake. Watch two junk teams try to to stink it up worse than each other. Yeah, but they all usually have junk defenses, too, is the problem. Yeah, true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Then that returns me to, like, why bet on two garbage teams? How, how would we know? But anyway, I think it's fun. I support it, Marty Weiss. I say uh, turn your gaze to the puck, the uh, Golden Knights of Las Vegas. See, I we're in a weird spot. It's Tuesday night, and black and gold played gold and black up in Boston. Penguins and Bruins, two contenders mm-hmm. for the Wales Conference. I don't know what happened there, and I appreciate everybody uh, minding. I could just tell team. you. I'm I don't want to know it. I don't want to know it, but I told you. I tweeted it out earlier. I said I like the Pens on the money line. I, I said bet it. Well, I, I, we don't need to review what I said because it's in the <laughs> rearview mirror to everybody but me. Looking ahead, <laughs> I did look and see that the Golden Knights, as I expected, put it on the Oilers. Last I saw, it was 4 nothing. 
Um, now, though, they have to turn around 24 hours later and play in uh, the uh, province of Alberta and play the Calgary Flames, Johnny Hockey, Matthew Kachuk and company, who are heavy. They haven't played since the All-Star break. Um, and so maybe they come out a little sluggish. But, man, they are a big, bad team. And I would not want on, on uh, the second night of back-to-back to have to go up against that gang. Uh, it's almost a little unfair to the Knights. I say... Goal and a half for the home team, the Flames, plus 180 is your payout. Whoa. Bet it. All right, that's good. Now, Shaq, you've kind of screwed us. You've, you've, you've screwed Only the triumph. I got one wrong. It was twice in three that. weeks. No, no, no. We went three for three. The yeah. week before, we went two out of three. You, you screwed us. And last week, we went two out of three. You screwed us. Yeah, but I wanted the trivia question, uh, the trivia contest last no week. No one's so, making money off that. I don't know. No, indeed. No, indeed. But I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, shine all right. a little spotlight on Dave's success. That's all right. right. We'll make a nice graphic. Oh, look at this. All right. So this is beautiful. Here's Harry's brother, Scott. Uh, beta, and this has to be his first bath in years. Oh, That's my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so disgusting. Like, somehow his fur, you can see his fur through the bubbles. Who? <laughs> Who, like, takes a bath at this size? You have to burn that bathtub. You have to burn the whole bathroom after that. I just I feel like the shower is just easier it. for the surface area. I can't take it. You can't hear it, but he's making all these noises and everything. He's, he's a disaster. Oh, it's really the greatest. <laughs> Come on, Enjoy guys. that, Marty. S- spaghetti. Martin's not doing it. Spaghetti's doing it for, like, $55 or something. He's got to pay the electricity bill or something. If you, get him, if you get him the two taco deal at Jack in the Box for 99 cents, <laughs> he's willing to do it. <laughs> he's negotiating it down. Hey, um, I've been asking this on all the podcasts, and people are getting it right for the most part. But, um, you know, I asked my wife, if you could excel in one winter Olympic sport, which would you choose? We're in bed. We're watching uh, various sports. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, okay. Well, then will you, will you think about it, please? This is what I do. I ask questions. <laughs> she's like, she's like uh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, what? She's like, oh, I couldn't do this. I wouldn't do this. Oh, my knees would hurt. I was like, forget about the knees. Forget about the wear and tear on the body. If you could do one thing, one thing that these people do that we're watching, what would be the coolest? She's like, I don't know. I just worry about my knees with the, the, the figure skating <laughs> and with the. And so she never, she never decided. And so now we're getting the marriage annulled. Because she never <laughs> answered the fucking question. Tough but fair. He's not like you want to do it. You have to. You got to send a strong I message. I, I don't think any judge would disagree. Martin, don't be like my wife. Pick what, what's the coolest thing? Winter uh, Olympics. I think like the one that would probably be the most beneficial would be hockey. Because if I was nice enough to play Olympic hockey, yeah. maybe I'd be nice enough to play pro hockey and I might be getting paid for it. The coolest, though. Are you always go with cool as getting paid is the coolest. But I mean, cause, let's throw cause hockey out of there because it's like a real it's, it's a, a real sport. This is uh, all right. All right. The coolest one to be. I think in the current stature that I that I possess as a heterosexual black man, figure skating. What? I know, it's shocking. Figure skating. Heterosexual and bl- oh, what? That's interesting. No, because he'd really? be a trailblazer. I'd be a trailblazer. I'd be I'd be one of the few, and everybody would be everyone would know my that's name. That's pretty cool. Everyone that's pretty would know cool. my name. Everybody I could be a speed skater or it'd just be like Anton Ono the second or whatever. Nah. Wasn't that, that guy's name? Exactly. We yeah. know the skiers. We know the speed skaters. No, but the the, the, the first 
you know, the one out there to go get gold right there. This guy's oh. different. I've got to tell you, this Martin Weiss is a <laughs> different character for the world it. of figure skating. He's How many times it. have you heard a skater come out for their for their two and a half minute routine to Tribe Called Quest? I mean, that's just something <laughs> you you don't say. Yeah, it would be it would stand out. Uh, Al, Al, he's wearing the purple bedazzled sequins. <laughs> you know, I mean, go you, you can't. What you can't sell this guy's short. You would be fashionable too. That's His the other. Let's call him Cheney yeah. McGee. Look at him. He's easy. <laughs> Cheney McGee. All right. Uh, Shaq, uh, that, that's not the right answer, but it was amusing. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you know, I, I like to be lazy. That's a, a, a tent pole in, in my life. So I would want to be the third or, or the second or third guy in the bobsled. Um, I that's think not I would the go, coolest. What's the coolest? People biathlon. come up to you at a party. Biathlon. The biathlon that, that's functional in certain parts of the world. You shoot, what is that? You shoot and you ski. You stop. Uh, what, what kind of sport is that, too? I, I, I just love that people do that. They somehow turn that into a sport. It's like. Well, yeah, we're, we're subsistence living. We have to shoot our own food in, in the dead of winter, and then they make it into an Olympic sport. All right, what does Sal think is the coolest sport? Speed skating, perhaps? No, and I can't believe you're that a Marvel guy and you're, cool, you're a yeah. superhero, yeah. but the coolest thing is to fly. And these snowboarders uh, are flying. They're in the uh, air for 10, 15 seconds. Now, the snowboarders are going to be like three foot nine. It's not the greatest thing in the world. But all right, downhill skier. Those guys are tall, whatever. Good, good builds on them. These people are freaking flying. What? Don't you want to fly? See, I want to skate I, and I, shoot. I, I, I debated skiing. But then when you actually go skiing as an adult, like with your friends, you're that you're so much better than everybody that it's kind of not cool anymore. That's cool, too. I mean, you want to be a great golfer, wouldn't you? No? I mean, you want to be a good golfer, but if everybody else is hitting, you know, if it takes them like six strokes to get to the hole and you, you're over there and you're, you, you know, you're, you're birdie and everything, it's like, oh, you know, is it like, I don't, I don't know. If everybody's playing like us and then all of a sudden Steph Curry is out there, do you think we'd still have fun? Do you think he'd have fun? I think, no, he'd score a million points on us and we'd lose and then. You know, we could go tell everybody. Right, forget forget about your friends for a second. You can fly. You could ostensibly fly <laughs> through you the air. Do, that's what you want to do. You want to half pipe it like the the tomato, or don't it's you want to be? Or, cool. or, or, uh, you, you got to watch cool. it. These guys get so, these guys get so get high. Ski up. jumps cooler though. As I've said a million times, I'll say it for the million and first basketball. You could pick up the ball and you could have a rim and you could be like, I, you know, ninety nine. Uh, 99,999 still haven't made one yet. Eventually one goes in and then you, then, then you're off and running. You can miss your first million yeah. before you make one. Ski jump. What's the equivalent of that? Like, how do you launch yourself off a thing? Like the first thousand times, at least you, you, you'd land on your head. Wouldn't you? How the, well, how the trial and error, I, I feel the same way about the store, but with the way they're, they're, they're half piping and doing three sixties and seven twice spaghetti, you'll have a good answer for this. Well, I did. I, I had the the biathlon that Dave took, and then I was uh, and I was going to say the skiing or snowboarding because I can't do it. Everyone I know goes on skiing, uh, skiing and snowboarding trips. Uh, I tried once years ago in Vermont, almost killed the family. Right. So I, I mean, just, I, I would like to know how to do that. Um, outside of that, and, and Martin said hockey originally, so all mine were taken. I mean, what's left? A box? I know you got to say hockey. Skeleton, yeah. like those are. I mean, uh, curling maybe, but like I guess because curling is like the uh, kind of like the sarcastic or ironic. Nah, that's uh, like for Brooklyn. No, that's for Brooklyn that. people to laugh about and claim <laughs> Brooklyn people. Sports. I don't know, like don't hipster Brooklyn people swoon over that. Oh, no, that's I, right. I forgot about Jerry. Yeah, that's right. Big I guess I. 
yeah, long, I mean, downhill is pretty cool. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about my knees though. In, in your, no, you don't, in your you don't situation, I'm not going to get hurt or I'm not going to, I'm no, not going to die. No, I'm not I, risking. I, I learned the hard way that I'm never going to get an answer out of my wife. Either way, <laughs> if you, if the knees are involved or not, baby face, I know you're going to ruin this. What's the, what's the answer? And as, as Dave would know, they didn't have any of these sports in the Maccabi games growing up. So, <laughs> um, but it, the Maccabee games? Maccabee. Maccabee <laughs> games, yeah. Uh, I mean, you do. The flying is good, and it's over quick. You're just, like, really just flying, and it's kind of over, and then you're done. I mean, you're. it's really just... It's great. You, you can wear a watch. cape. But then like, you, would you no, wear a no. cape, though, Sal? Like, why aren't these guys wearing capes? Well, aerodynamically, I don't think it, it helps them. I, I'm sure they figured out the proper speed attire. skating's cool, except that you got to look like the jackass. Like you got to do that Buzz Lightyear thing that Brady yeah. and other QBs do. You got to wear that stupid uh, right. onesie. So that, so that's out. Yeah, that doesn't exactly make sense. I just, you know, I, I'm I disappointed. Have, I feel like I'm married to all of you now. I don't know. Figure, <laughs> figure skating is the worst because no one in their right <laughs> it's mind like it's, it's well, I, I like it for for his story though. It's going to be a fun. He's he's gonna he's gonna blow up the whole sport with like right. it's like who is this guy and like they're gonna be whispers about like do we, is this what we want our sport to be and mm -hmm. be a, it all, they, they, they'll be like that kind of stuff. There'll be certain nations mm -hmm. that won't like it. They won't like <laughs> the, it. Right. The opt ed have we lost figure skating forever? <laughs> that will definitely be like yeah. I don't know, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's not a sport for everybody. Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Some of the traditions, some of the heritage of the sport is being lost here. Um, and then what? We're supposed to hire black figure skating coaches? What the? What go? What's next? <laughs> I, the figure skating thing is the worst because no one can convince me that anybody has any sense of anything other than you watch it once every four years and all you look at is like. Is this person going to fall down? And then when they do, you feel devastated for them. It's the worst. Like they've for 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 twelve years of their lives, these nineteen-year-old kids, all they do is spend their time on these ice rinks. And if they fall down, well, one, here's what makes it worse. Over. What it's makes the worst it worse thing is the world. they're smiling during that routine, right? <laughs> you don't see that with all these other guys in masks and everything, and the other uh, snowy Olympic events. But the women, the figures are smiling. Everything's happy. It's great. And then they fall on their head, and they have to continue to smile. For another 45 seconds. I, by that's the time funny you say that because uh, that is related to, I just said to my wife the other day, you know why I don't like, she's, I, I, I don't know why, I, watching people dance really bothers me. <laughs> and like people having fun at a, like when I look, I'm like, they're always like, because people always are dancing and then on the day, like they, always, they look at each other and then they laugh hysterically. And I'm like, what the hell is so funny to you? What's so yeah. funny? What's the inside joke? I'm not dancing. And you, you look like jerks dancing. And I can't say anything. And she said, that's because when you're a dancer and she's, she was a dancer, they, they teach you, you always got to smile real, really big. So you always got to smile. So that's what happens to these figure skaters. I don't like any of them. It must be nice to be able to get an answer out of your wife, at least. I like that part, but uh, all right. It's late. Can't we answer, get out of here? Can't answer. I'll, I'll be like, but okay. But I mean, you know who Peyton Manning is. Um, I I don't know if I've heard of that. Oh. I'm like, you know who Tom Brady is. I know you know Tom Brady, right? Like, yeah, I've heard of Tom she knows Brady. Brady. I know who Tom she Brady is. Brady. I'm like, I mean, you, you, you're, you're trying. You're trying to be difficult. Nah. I, you, you, you can't not know. Like, you, you have TV. We have TVs in our home. You go out into the world. There's no way you could exist without, at some point, figuring out who Tom Brady is, right? This is somebody trying to make trouble. 
Brady. Honest, honestly, Sal, I was against uh, Dave's argument about Brady, but now I'm convinced he's going to go back to the NFL because his wife won't answer him about which Olympic sport. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, what were you going to say? I don't know if I already told you guys this. I don't think I did. But I was watching football with uh, with the girl who's now my girlfriend as of recent. This is a recent development. What? No, yeah. no you didn't tell oh, us no. this. No, of no, course no, you no, didn't no. tell us this. Uh, yeah. This is what happened, though. Let me tell you the reason I had to lock it up. And I mean, she picked the perfect timing. We started we started talking around Halloween. So she is got, it Amy? No. Oh, so she right. got Christmas gifts and she's getting <laughs> Valentine's Day gifts. This is the perfect timing on her play. Per, poor yeah, play you screwed by up. my part, especially. And right. then getting her during football season. I'm busy every weekend now. But anyway, now that this is What's all it's all wrapping up. But this is why I had to go ahead and make it official. We're sitting Are her there knees watching okay? the wild card weekend. Oh, okay. We're watching mm-hmm. wild card weekend. We watch every game. She watches all of them. No complaints. Not not a not a not mum's the word about any anything about the other, and, and wild card weekend, admittedly, was not great football. Right? That was she, a bad one, yeah. And she said, you know what? And she texted me later that night after she went home. She said, my takeaway from this, the Bengals and the Rams will be in the Super Bowl. And I said, you know, I really? like the Bengals. This is, this is uh, it was January 17th. She texted me this. She, but she doesn't care about sports otherwise? I mean, she was, I mean, she was not, I mean, she doesn't not care. She's not like Tom, right. she knows who Tom Brady is. She knows yeah. who Aaron Rodgers is, but she's more like Aaron Rodgers is a jerk because he's immunized mm-hmm. as opposed to Aaron Rodgers is the most gifted thrower of the football of all time. <laughs> like that's where she ends up on the spectrum of, of sports takes. And I told her I was going to bet it. I looked it up and I didn't bet it. And I said, from now uh. on, I will always listen to whatever, whatever future prediction that you have. Because very few people ever nailed this specifically. And she, she was like, after watching the games, this is my take. Now, it helped her make the one team the going. But I was like, after that, I was like, all right, let's, let me go ahead and lock this up and see how this is going to go going forward. The Rams, had they, they, that was a Monday game. They had destroyed the Cardinals, right? That was their first game? Yeah, so it was Monday. It was, the, it was after that game. Yeah. It was after that Monday right. night game where she was like, yeah, this after my takeaway. Oh, weekend. man. Well, I would say you screwed up, but had you cashed in on that, she just would have demanded a, a bigger Valentine's Day gift or something. Well, I'm right? saying if I had put the bet in at that point, we weren't really talking right. about Valentine's Day gifts. Now, at this point, we are talking Valentine's Day gifts. Now she it, gets nothing. But she didn't yeah. know I would have got cashed, a, a, what, a 14, 15 to 1? She doesn't know right. that. I don't, I don't know, Sal. I don't like this. Uh, this mm. isn't good. You're 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 tied up. I'm tied up. Eddie Spaghetti's tied up. Babyface. Mm. We need someone. We need a free agent out there. It keeps the keeps the off season intriguing. Sorry, Martin, for the for the good of all of us. You know it's what? Over. You're gonna laugh because <laughs> she just specifically says like I don't like Dave on the podcast. And I was like, you gotta like Dave. Dave's a good guy. I really like Dave. Dave. What the hell? Like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to say. wrap up here. Don't hit us with this bomb. Who's this? Who is this person? <laughs> but I'm like, not nah, Dave. Dave. Dave is vouched for me on my career. She's like, well, she's not very nice. So she's not gonna be very happy to hear what you just said. <laughs> you screwed up. Now she's doubly out. She's definitely gone. I'm sorry. It's over with. I All won't right, stand listen, for that. You, you, you'll make it up. You'll each. You'll, you'll share a glass. You'll toast uh, with a glass of uh, Scott's bath water, and uh, and everyone will be friends again. Extrapoints.com/slash/arcade. Thousand fifty-six dollars to the winner. Last place gets to drink. Gets to. I'm going to say gets to. Gets the privilege of drinking bath water from Harry's brother, the onion farmer, up in Oswego. Right there. Do it. Yep. Hit it up. Uh, lemon pepper parlay. You and TJ, that's going to be fun. Now, listen to me, Martin. 
don't let TJ's all over the map with this. He's a Bengals fan. I know he's rooting for the Bengals, but he picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl. And now I bet he's going to take the Bengals plus four or something stupid. No, and I, then they're going to lose by three. What he's going to do is sprinkle that. He'll say this. the Rams on the money line, then the Bengals plus four, and like Stafford overpassing yards, but Burrow's going to have a really good game. No, I'll don't let him do it. Can't, can't, no, don't let I, him I do it. I'll not let him damage check this one. I promise you that. He didn't get. Yeah. <laughs> damage check this one. Damage check. Damage check changes his bets, but but they lock in. It's not like. Right. Yeah, what you need to get, Hoosh is one of those uh, terrible towel knockoffs that they've been throwing around at oh, the Rams yeah. games, those gold towels, mm-hmm. and have Hoosh recreate his his mistake in Heinz Field where he shined his shoes right. with the terrible towel. That didn't work out, but the Rams thing has no actual magic yeah, in it. You should one. do that as a symbol. Do you? That's a good you idea. You should have Hoosh rub his shoes with that as a symbol to make it clear to the world that he's not going to root for the Rams just because he picked them in the preseason. As, as a, by the way, all this patting himself on the back for picking the Rams as though this was some out of bounds pick. They had Matthew Stafford on the team. It's not some wild, ingenious. Uh, like fifteen to one. Part. I think. Why, why is your girlfriend not like Hoosh? I thought I'm busy belly aching about Damashek. <laughs> I want He's this eighty-seven-year-old 87, to be upset with Hoosh after the Bengals lose by thirty. <laughs> like you son of a bitch. This, this is my last outing anywhere, and this is what you send me to. Check minus three. Lots of fun. Got hench yeah, coming we, up. Yeah. And we did uh, with uh, um, Chris Trapasso, we did a deep dive on the draft, the QB. That was good. I like the QB ahead. talk. Yeah. Yeah, it was very fun because, uh, listen, there are only two teams still relevant now for everybody else. Uh, listen to that podcast. It'll give you, you know, some I like optimism what he said for the year. About the, the, the size of the quarterback, the height of the quarterback doesn't matter because we would have seen by now if it affects if it affects the throwing motion or if it affects if the quarterback um, avoids throwing over the middle, over bigger linemen, obviously pros are bigger. But I did like that. Uh, aside from if a Doug Flutie type uh, entered the year now, it's like, yeah, they don't even really take height into account. It's it is stuff. funny how that's changed, yeah. and we'll see with the hands thing. I mean, this Kenny Pickett has small hands thing is like, at some point it becomes embarrassing for the yeah. woman he just got engaged to, and <laughs> right. uh, you know, they're, they're bigger concerns than just. Well, football. he can become president if he wants. Uh, the way it is, uh, waiver wired with uh, Eddie Spaghetti, Jen Piacenti. What else do we have uh, against the odds? We'll go over all the props. We're going to try to hit a thousand. I said a million. These guys are like, no, nah, it's going to take too long. We're going to try to hit a thousand props uh, over the next two days. And uh, what else? Megan Fun of Sports. Lots of good stuff on the Extra Points Podcast Network. A reminder, everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. (laughs) 